Uh, welcome to Sue Watches Buffy, a podcast where I, Sue, am watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel for the first time, while my sister Emily guides me through. Today we are going over a couple of season six Buffy episodes, um, Entropy and Sea in Red. I'm Sue. And I'm M. And I'm B. Oh, the great Xander thinks so. Shut a gasp, it must be true. You know I'm only doing this because I'm lonely and drunk and you smell really good. See? Forthright. Daddy gonna give you some too. See now, I think it's the daddy thing that's throwing her. Cause incest, not that sexy. Alright, we got Bee back. We love having Bee, but we hate the reason we have (laughs) Bee. So basically, this is our second time recording this because... I recorded our last call, and Sue recorded our last call, and they both, <laughs> well, mine was ten minutes long, and Sue's recording was five. We got double Moe's. <laughs> Moe's was working overtime. Yes. <laughs> oh, we were man. kind of yelling at him that day, too. We were. And neither we one were of us. Problems. <laughs> neither one of us got a notification that the recording was end- that had ended. <laughs> So dumb. So we had no idea. <laughs> and we did a what we've been watching. I mean, it was like a three-hour session. So <laughs> it was. It was over three hours. Basically, oh. we just talked on the phone for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. So, so we're not doing a what we've been watching. Sorry, guys. No. M's got to get this out. we got to do as little editing as possible. Yeah, I'll try and get it out tomorrow. But we thought a good way to change this up is to have B come on, who hasn't talked about these two episodes with anybody. She just barely watched them. Yes. Yes, because Sue has now watched to the end of the season. (laughs) So we're going to try and erase her mind. (laughs) I watched watched the other three the day after we recorded. (laughs) I thought I was safe. So we have a new rule. We have to check the recording before I can move on. Yeah, we have to make sure that we have the whole recording. (laughs) Till she can watch again. Yep. So. So, yep. And we're going to try and put our heads together and remember what you uh, predicted. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully discussing it again will remind us. Yeah. But it's not going to be the same podcast. Yeah, it's not going to be the same because especially since I watched the other three, I feel dumb doing (laughs) predictions. (laughs) Well, we'll just do it in a past tense. We'll be like, so what did you think? (laughs) Right. <laughs> What's going to happen? <laughs> and we'll get B's predictions, at least. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I say we just let B be the newbie and do the predictions and stuff, because 
<laughs> it just doesn't feel right to have me do it. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll we will try and remember what you said. You don't have to say yeah, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not posing, and we're not. We just can't like try and do the same joke. So that's a lost recording. This is just going to be all new. Yeah. So we're going to start with Cat's Crypt. Before we get into any details, because Cat will be listening. Mm-hmm. I almost said something super spoilery just then, so. Well, I can cut it out if you had. Oh, yeah. That's right. We can edit. We can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I'm reading Cat's Crypt. Yes? Yes. Okay. She said, did I miss this week's recording deadline? Probably, yeah, I'm the worst. (laughs) No. As we said last week, no, you didn't, and you really haven't now. Okay. Then she says, no, Willow's the worst. Yellow tights? Come on! (laughs) Oh, I did make that joke last time. (laughs) Gob. Gob. (laughs) Come on! I assume she wants me to read it in Gob's voice. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, I have a couple of notes that have been hanging around so long that some don't make sense, or just me going off on a Buffy-induced tangent. (laughs) I think if Cat's Crypt wasn't what it was, wasn't what it is, but more contextualized, you would be subjected to my Buffy-induced rants. But alas, what you usually get are just a couple of observations, maybe just some likes and dislikes. Here is what you'll get this (laughs) week's assignment. A man's through the Zeppo. Amends. Buffy got two short bangs. <laughs> I love that she brings up those bangs. <laughs> okay. yeah, we did too. It's all I think of when I think of Amends. That's the first thing I think of. <laughs> for her weird bangs that were like just for one episode. <laughs> and only for like some of the scenes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Buffy got two short bangs. Awesome. Oz is the greatest. Jenny is totally being the ghost of Christmas past for Angel, taking him through his moral inventory as if it, his moral inventory as it were, and leading him to making his amends. That is cool. She says that his curse is his destiny. What in the world does that mean? Stupid snow. <laughs> so, I think you'll find out that his, I think... His curse is his destiny is something that will be brought up a little more in the Angel series. Matt is very loud cleaning. Wow. <laughs> I was just going to ask, can you guys hear Matt? Yes. <laughs> I'll try to go into the bedroom and see if I can get good reception in there. Okay. Okay, so you'll find out more about his curse being his destiny, I think, in Angel. Do you agree, Sue? I do. I'll be here there too. You've seen some of that. Um, I think. Yeah. I think they sure. are laying some seeds. They already know about Angel at this point, and by that I mean the show. And they probably are laying a little groundwork here. Right. Right. And yeah, the snow is stupid. Any Utah well, say part- that? Hmm? Season three is she in? Amends is <laughs> um, Amends is about halfway through, and it's 
It's the one where Angel fills all the guild and Jenny Calendar comes back as, um, like, the first evil. And he tries to commit suicide, and then it, like, snows. It's a Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah, he and Buffy. <laughs> he and Buffy end up on that hilltop, right? Yeah, he tries to, like, get Stand his... while the sun's coming up or something. Yeah, but the sun never, like, comes up because it, like, it snows in Sunnydale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in the in the span of like 10 minutes it like snows enough to be like cotton on the street that's <laughs> right like, no 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 <laughs> it's like we live in a snow state that is impossible <laughs> uh, something i've wiped from my memory <laughs> it's coming <laughs> okay gingerbread were the moms moo under some sort of spell or something, they were extra douchey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> says I think my mind might have wandered at the end, and I don't remember if that was addressed. Um, it wasn't addressed, but I will bet all the money I have that yes, they were. There's, there's no way they weren't. It was very heavily implied. I feel like they just didn't feel like they needed to obviously state it was a curse, but they were being manipulated by that. Little Hansel and Gretel kids. Yeah, because there's no way I, there's no way that they were just getting mob mentality. The way like parents were acting about their children is not something that mob mentality is going to allow. I mean, a little, but not like burning them at the stake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, they were, but it, no, it wasn't addressed. You may have mind wandered, but. It... Yes, they were. Okay. <laughs> Helpless. <laughs> that guy was so creepy, I need to IMBD him. He reminds me of the guy in Sons of Anarchy that was the mayor. Sometime I've got to remember to do that. Well, I did it for you, Kat. Huh. It is. He He is the guy that played the mayor in Sons of Anarchy. And, for Fear of the Walking Dead people, he is Joe, the leader of the claimed guys. From season four. The one that, spoiler alert, Rick, like, bites his neck out. So those guys are already around in, like, the first few episodes of Fear of the Walking Dead? No, The Walking Dead. Oh, you said Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. sorry. I just <laughs> I just watched the last night's episode of okay. an hour ago. <laughs> okay, in, in The Walking Dead, season four of The Walking Dead, he's, he's Joe, the leader of... Oh, interesting. Claimed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and he actually, that actor comes back <clears throat> and plays the part of Rack. You'll know Rack in season six. Yeah. Man, my memory is shot. I don't remember any of this or who Rack is. He has pregnancy brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, without being too spoiler, or I can just cut this part out. He's the um, like, magic drug dealer. <laughs> oh, that Amy good. takes Willow to. Yes, yeah, that's Rack. <laughs> and the the part that Catherine's talking about that she just saw. He's the werewolf hunter. Is no, that correct? No, no, no. He's the um, 
deranged vampire in the one where Buffy gets um, weakened by Giles giving her shots. Ew. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The one that was obsessed with mothers, has mother issues or whatever. <laughs> That's the same guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. The guy that hulks out. At... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Zeppo. I love this episode, as I thought you might. Xander is awesome, and Michael Cutlitz is in it. I've seen him everywhere lately. Well, lost in The Walking Dead in the last couple of weeks. Another Walking Dead. Yep. Alum. I love him so much in The Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, He's yeah, Abraham. That, Abraham. Yeah. We already... We already... We, have we had this conversation before? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him, his part in Lost, though. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. And yes, the Zeppo's awesome. Yes, that is a fun episode. Really good episodes, really lame notes. Sorry, guys, I'm so late for something. Cheers, Legata. <laughs> Thanks, Kat. Yeah, What's the Zeppo about again? I remember loving it. That's the Xander-centric one where he, um, it's done by his point of view, and there's like an apocalypse happening, but you don't really know because you're like oh, following yeah. Xander <laughs> and those guys, the zombie guys. <laughs> it just cuts to like Buffy and Giles and stuff, like killing some big monster, and then it mostly and he's kills. like saving the world. Yeah, yeah. For, for like little five second scenes. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And Buffy and Angel's big dramatic scene, and he just kind of walks in on it, and they're all like... (laughs) (laughs) So good. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kat. And don't apologize about what Kat's script is. It's whatever you want it to be. That's right. So Kat's script is your thing. Yep. (laughs) And we're going to be recording again this week so if you got more to that you've watched then go ahead and send some in yep so alright so then we got well thanks Kat you should start up listening now <laughs> <laughs> bye Kat <laughs> Three, two, one, now <laughs> and now we say hello to future Kat <laughs> Hello, future cat. <laughs> so, um, okay, so then we got some feedback from Harold. He says, I think it is pretty disappointing that Anya chose to return to being a vengeance demon after her time with the Scoobies and being a human and knowing what type of world she created in The Wish. In fact, had she been able to grant Xander's wish that he had never been born, then Buffy would have remained dead at the end of Prophecy Girl, the Master would have risen, and we would have had the Wish universe all over again. That's very true. Yeah, these are all like details that I think the writers were just like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> we are not supposed to think this hard about it, Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> that is all true. <laughs> it is. 
Um, he says, which doesn't get Xander off the hook for these episodes. He is so judgmental and hypocritical. He can't believe that Buffy would be with Spike because he is a vampire. Yeah, he was about to get married to a not really reformed former vengeance demon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Don't you get the feeling that he is still in love with Buffy, even yep. if they haven't been overt about it since season two? I do. He kind of gives you that idea, yeah, that mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a jealousy thing more than anything. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, when people talk about seeing red, of course they talk about the two controversial scenes, but it is a very strong episode throughout. Up until that last scene, it almost feels like it could be a season finale. The trio is mostly captured. The Spike slash Buffy relationship is proven to be unworkable. Xander admits he is an idiot and Willow and Tara make up. And then Elizabeth denies that anything else happens <laughs> on the Facebook page. <laughs> She, did she say that on the Sue Watches Buffy winner? She might have. I should probably look it up. <laughs> um, he says, in a season chock full of phallic objects, <laughs> we have one more. In this case, Warren and his magic balls. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time imagining Warren going on a shooting rampage if Buffy had simply crushed his freezer. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, he says it feels so right, so wrong and yet right that after defeating all these supernatural threats that a gun and bullets would get Buffy and Tara. That is so true. It was so unexpected. Totally stark and unexpected. Oh, we lost B. Oh, she needs to chime in on this. Yeah, I thought she just didn't think the phallic calls was funny. I know. when <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing, I was like, oh. <laughs> That's the kind of humor that B hates, but it's so funny, though. <laughs> the way the Harold puts it. <laughs> Warren and his magic. <laughs> and they're just dumb looking. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they look like those little, like, balls that have like those bells the in them. The Chinese. supposed to be like soothing the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> you can just get a pure one. Hey guys, I'm back. Hi. Hey. Okay, well, I won't repeat no. what he said about Warren and his magic balls, so. <laughs> <laughs> he just um, said that it was a season full of chock full of phallic objects. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he does say, it feels so wrong and yet right that after defeating all these supernatural threats that a gun and bullets would get Buffy and Tara. Yeah. (laughs) That just came out of nowhere, hubby. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that could totally just kill everybody right there. Yeah, it's it's Holy very um, shocking just to yeah. see a gun and then... It's weird to even see a gun in this universe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not weird to see a mace <laughs> or a big <laughs> medieval <laughs> axe. Or, or guys on or armor. <laughs> guys in armor riding horses. <laughs> right. But a gun is 
Very strange. Again, it's like, what? <laughs> you can't do that! <laughs> yeah, there's fair. no defense events against that. Crazy. Yeah, and it's just like sleazy Warren to... He's worst! To, like, <laughs> use a gun, you know? Yeah. Okay. Tara was one of my favorite characters on the show. She was always the voice of reason, and she made a good foil for Willow, Xander, Anya, and Spike. Yeah, I'm... First of all, B, do you believe Tara is dead? Yes. Okay. Okay. Tara is very dead, and Buffy is not. That's exactly what what I thought, too. Mm -hmm. And, and... oh my gosh, I should have had, like, giant red flags going off when they got back together in, like, two sentences perfectly. I was just like... Oh, Willow and Tara are back together. That's so awesome and so sweet. And I should have just been like, no, Joss, no. <laughs> Don't do it, Joss. <laughs> exactly. can't do this right now. Yeah, I, looking back, I was like, this is Joss Whedon's universe. Like, there's no way they were just going to be like, here we are, happily ever after, forever. Right, right, exactly. And to so. be perfectly honest, the way they got back together was totally fine the fact that she's like dead within like 12 hours yeah if if she hadn't have and they would have just gotten to bad gotten back together that way where they just decided to totally ignore all the issues (laughs) and the things that willow was willing to do to her if they would have continued you know if they would have just gotten back together and continued to ignore that i would have been bothered but as it stands it's like oh yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It might have started bugging me at some point, but I was like, that's just perfect. Just skip all that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a bummer because I, I was actually really liking the single Tara. I, yeah, she was great. She <laughs> just, she seemed so... She looked really good to me. She just seemed really put together, like being single worked really well for her. Like you know? empowered her or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, like she got some confidence being with Willow and And yeah. standing up for herself and saying, you know, you I'm, I'm gonna do leave that to you. Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is yeah. empowering, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you're like, Okay, that nope, you can't do this to me anymore. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. So so, yeah, I out from under her family too. I mean, that all happened. Yeah, right. or with Willow too. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of sad to see her go because I was finally not that I didn't like her, but I was like liking her more baby and more. Tara. I hated baby Tara. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm. It's too bad. Yeah. Um. Okay, he says, one of the controversies that arose from this episode is the belief held in some quarters that Tara's death is yet another example of a trope where gays and lesbians are punished for making an immoral choice. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Like, people just need to... (laughs) He says, please note that I put Immoral choice, in quotes. It is not my opinion about Willow and Tara. 
Nor do I think that it is Joss Whedon's or Marty Knoxon's opinion either. No. Clearly, the showrunners of Buffy celebrated Willow's relationship with Tara. They did not condemn it, and they did not kill her off to punish her for being gay. Yeah, I just, <laughs> seriously. I know. It just, I know that that is a trope, and I know that it probably does happen. I don't... I also think it might have a lot to do with people just looking for it. Yeah. I think that's what it is for the most part. But I know. don't see how you could accuse the show of doing that. I'm sorry that it happened to be a lesbian that got shot and killed, but it's total coincidence. What it was was an endear- endearing character that Willow cared about to take, mm-hmm. you know, Willow on the next phase of her journey. <laughs> And a beautiful right. <laughs> relationship that just got slaughtered. Right. You know, he had slaughtered like... Anya's and Terrace. <laughs> Anya and Xander's. So. Yep. And he had. Boy, he slaughters Buffy's butt. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do to Willow and Tara? I gotta kill Tara. At least. I mean, it's kind of more noble. Like, you know. There wasn't anything horrible. Like, neither of them did anything horrendous to each other. Like. The other couples, uh, they, it was a beautiful relationship, and it ended as a beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and um... it's like we were saying the first time we recorded this. Um, like neither one of us are gay, so we don't have the sensitivities, right? That, so we're not seeing it through that lens, you know? Yeah, I, my other thing, that's I, I got it. What they've what they did for the Willow Terra relationship was groundbreaking. It was the first lesbian kiss. I mean, they right. put them together and broke new ground for the gay LG <laughs> the LGBTQI. <laughs> they broke ground for that community and I thought they showed nothing but respect. I mean, Willow way overcompensated <laughs> and that was my biggest problem. Right. <laughs> and she did it plenty in Entropy and Scene Red. Mostly mm-hmm. Scene Red. <laughs> but that was just her last hurrah, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't think it's fair at all to accuse the show of doing that. Whether it happens or not, like Sue and I have said, we're not, we're not sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. But this is not the show I would accuse of doing that. I think it was not at all. Not at all. To, like B was saying, it was a beautiful relationship, and it was like taken from her, and that sucks. Well, and just to move, you know, Willow's character to the point where they bring her, they would have even if they never made her gay in the first place, and say this was Oz or something, they would have killed him. Right, mm-hmm. and I guess that's the next you know, part of his thing it's a it's a oh yeah i've heard that yeah he writes um i've heard that something similar had been in the works for oz but seth green had left the show so this plot point was put on hold and used with tara the idea was to get willow to a breaking point in addition tara's death reflects more on warren's misogyny and the danger of guns than anything to do with a commentary on lesbians and he's exactly right. It wasn't, they weren't killing her because she's gay. They were killing her because it was who Willow was with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter who it was, they would have been killed. You know? Yep. So, anyway. 
Um, he says the other controversy is, of course, Spike's attempted rape of Buffy. It is uh, it is one of the most terrifying scenes in the history of the show. Part of the controversy is that we have been set up over the course of the season to see why Spike feels like he does. Buffy often says no when she means yes. She likes it when he is rough with her. And you can kind of see how Spike, who after all is a soulless demon, could think that he could turn things around if they just had sex one more time. So we have all that, but at the same time, it is filmed like a rape scene. Buffy reacts as if she is being raped, and it is just awful. This brings to an end any possibility that Buffy could continue to be in a relationship with Spike. Neutered or not, he is still a demon, even if he is more human than most vampires. And here, as in the last recording, I don't want to sit and talk about this scene a few times. <laughs> right. I, want to, I don't want to have my thoughts scattered through the podcast about it. I would like to refrain from doing a lot of talking about it right now so we can just set aside our time to yeah <laughs> yes okay yeah sounds good so okay so his likes are andrew's failed jetpack escape <laughs> yes <laughs> yes uh the buzz saw death trap <laughs> yes <laughs> uh don being a fangirl about both will and tara getting back together and Buffy and Spike breaking up. I have issues with both those. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Don being a fangirl. <laughs> I thought Don was kind of cute. Her reaction yeah. to seeing Tara and Willow together. I know it was a little over the top, but I thought it was cute, and she was finally in a non-annoying place, and you know, yeah, wasn't I, being selfish. I thought at the very end it got a little annoying and over the top, but yeah, it's yeah. Fine. Her initial reaction was cute, though, in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes Teradyne sadder. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Josh Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his dislikes. How is it that there are so many police officers walking around so purposefully in the Sunnydale police station, yet there are never any <laughs> around? <laughs> just all do paperwork. <laughs> Don't yep. worry about footwork. <laughs> he says when Say Sander is marching through the city streets towards the magnet shop, carrying a big axe. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Xander, dislike, dislike, dislike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Agreed. Yep. So, thanks, Harold. We'll get to your what we've been watching stuff. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to it. Okay, now we're going to read vows, which is lengthy, and we're a little short on time, so we're going to read the finer points. I hope that's okay. Okay, vow. Says entropy. Things I liked. One, when Spike asked Buffy why he doesn't, why doesn't she love him, and the vamp who was about to attack her turns around and gives him this look of, huh? Me? <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Two, the parts where Anya is trying with no luck to get everyone to curse Sander, accompanied by lighthearted background music. Funny. I like this fun, quick back and forth with Don. Anya, so tell me more about wishing Xander's brains and guts would go bluey. Don, I didn't say that. Anya, yes you did. Don, no I didn't. Anya, I heard you. Don, I swear I didn't say that. Anya, did say what? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I really enjoyed 
all the little scenes with Anya trying to get people to curse Xander. <laughs> Her little tactics were amazing. <laughs> They were really funny. I loved it with her and Tara and Willow. Like, you guys are lesbians, so you hate men. Let's talk about Xander. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Two, Willow and Tara getting back together. At least one couple has a happy ending for this episode. Yay! Now they'll live happily ever after. Oh, wait, this is a Joss show. (laughs) A lesson B had to learn cruelly once again. (laughs) Hey, did you notice Willow's once more with feeling dress hanging up on the door? I did. (laughs) I did not. (laughs) I was like, what is that ugly dress on the door? (laughs) (laughs) It's the same ugly dress from once more with feeling. (laughs) Sue, were you a little disappointed? They got back together. I'm guessing you thought it was going to happen as the episode went on and they showed them together being very friendly. Yeah, a little disappointed. Just because, like I was saying earlier, I just thought Tara was really great single. Yeah. So, but I wasn't like unhappy, you know, what, but... Now she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) It's a moot point. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Okay, four. Sander to Anya. Okay, see, I didn't practice this part. For some reason, I thought that was cute. Sue, were you surprised when Anya's face turned to demon face? Nope. You just went, fire predictions! Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Were you... I have one to add. Were you... You... Okay. You thought she was, your predictions were that she was going to really get Xander and be really evil. Were you disappointed that it was like, she was kind of a crappy, she couldn't do it? No. It was more comedic? (laughs) It was more comedic. And, you know, because, I mean, Xander really bothered me in these episodes for the most part. But I, I don't want to see him get tortured. Yeah. You know, and that would have been, you know, the easy thing to do was have her torture him, which, you know, I'm not a professional writer, so that's why I was like, well, that's what they're going to do. You know, instead, of course, they do this little caveat, you know, because they're good writers, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah. So I was, I was not disappointed. I was happy. What do you think is in store? I mean, she's still a vengeance demon. What do you think? <clears throat> what do you see now happening? Um, Disregarding anything you might have seen in the last three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. It's hard to predict. Like those two is seven. <laughs> Yeah, it. Because I, I can't now make a prediction without bringing up something that I've seen now that mm. B hasn't, you know. Right. So I'll just have to hold off on that. All right, I'll ask you again. Yeah. Next podcast. Yeah, it'd be too hard to, like, step around right. something, you know. Yes. Okay. 
Number five, I love, love that last scene at the end outside the magic box. It was really gripping, and it had that oh-shit moment when Spike lets the cat out of the bag and everyone finds out about him and Buffy. As the scene went on and tensions were building, did you think he would be the one to spill it, Sue? I know you had said Buffy would be the one to tell the Scoobies, right? Right. I was surprised to hear him spill it, but I was happy that he did. It it needed <laughs> it needed to be said because Xander was being to me he was like doing it to defend Anya. Yeah, and I love that you look at it that way. I don't think I've heard anyone put it in those terms, and I'm not sure everyone catches that. But I think you are spot on. I think he says that nobly for Anya. He does. He. I really think that's what he's doing, because here's Xander just saying these horrible things to her. Yeah. And he's like, well, it was good enough for Buffy, you know, like, you know, don't, I don't know. Anya's not just... the only one that slept with me. Buffy <laughs> exactly. said, and you exactly. hold her in high regard. So lay right. off. Yeah. Plus, I think he just thought, well, it's time, and I've been threatening to do it. <laughs> right. It was, you know, it, it, it wasn't point, all for... good, you know, to right. kind of defend her honor, or Anya's honor. Right. I mean, it. I mean, it's Spike, so it wasn't 100% to defend Anya's honor, yeah, <laughs> of course, <no>. you know. <laughs> He's been wanting to find a time to say it, and yes. he found a, a good time to say it. It wasn't... It wasn't to be hurtful to anyone, mm -hmm. you know. So it it was like it had a couple of different purposes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was and always will be Team Anya in the whole breakup situation with Xander. So I was right there with her when she said those things to him, like, where do you get off judging me after he's been all judgy with what just happened with Spike? In my head, I was saying, yes, honey, you tell him. What the hell, Xander? Yeah, I love the things she says to Xander there. I love the things she tells him in his apartment for this scene, and I love the stuff Buffy tells him in his apartment. The girls got in some good stuff. They did. They did. Well, he they was spoke being... truths, and he... <laughs> Needed it. <laughs> he totally yeah. needed it. He was being terrible. Yeah. Oh, man. They said all the things I wanted to say to him. Yep. And it was nice. Um, what I love about this series is that, yes, it's a fantasy show, but it also is layered with some happy and sad real-life situations and the storylines, and I never expected to see any of that when I started watching. So it really surprised me and made me love the show more. Yeah, mm -hmm. we all, we've all been through this. We're like, haha, let's watch Buffy. It's going to be campy fun. And then we find ourselves at the end of season six and we're like, man. <laughs> I know, I'm so invested. <laughs> it's like, I mean, to me, I just always kind of rolled my eyes at this show. Oh. Like, yeah, let's watch some teenage girl kill vampires. That sounds great. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And that's the struggle all the Buffy lovers have, trying to get people to watch. <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> Things I didn't love. One, OMG, Andrew's sweater. 
the hell? It was striped with yellow so flowers. <laughs> What's that? I loved it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember it. <laughs> it was like striped and then it had, what were they, pansies? Or... It looked more like a Hawaiian flower, like a hibiscus or something. Oh, but it oh. weird, like mustard and tan and white. I remember the mustard sweater, and I think I remember the hibiscus. Just... It, it was weird. It was amazing. <laughs> it looked like a Willow Season 1 sweater. <laughs> <laughs> he just needed a fuzzy hat. <laughs> yeah. And a gross choker. <laughs> and yellow tights. <laughs> That's for you, future cat. Hey, <laughs> <A> future cat. <laughs> I like talking to future. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> she says, the crazy wardrobe lady strikes again. <laughs> yes, perhaps it was. <laughs> No, this regular wardrobe lady was on vacation, and her right, it was twin, a, it was evil it was twin. Her, her twin came in again. Uh, random thoughts. All right, Willow. Well, let's put it this way: if I wasn't gay before, wait a minute, Willow was gay. Did everyone know this? <laughs> I'm sure glad the writers cleared that up for us. Sarcasm. Filed under the 27th Willow was gay reference. In actuality, it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm just trying to make it funny. I thought that was so funny that they themselves made fun of the penis yes. <laughs> I did too. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> um, wow, Donna's been quite the busy little klepto all over town. It was nice to see them using a real exterior location for a change in the Buffy and Don walking through town scene. But I'm always distracted by that super slow walking couple behind them as they do their fake looking all around at the stores acting. I gotta notice that next time. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't zeroed in on those yet. <clears throat> um, Sue, before it was evident Anya and Spike were going to hook up, did you think that ever was going to happen when he arrived at the magic box? Did you have an inkling? Wonder what cologne Spike uses since Anya said he smelled really good. I'm going with Eternity by Calvin Klein. Get it? Because he's a vampire. <laughs> and, oh, never mind. <laughs> I think Eternity is a beautiful choice because that smells very good. That's a classic <laughs> and it's very nice. It and does. If Spike, and... Spike smelled like that, there'd be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say no, I didn't think it as soon as Spike showed up at the magic box, but. As soon as she pulled out the bottle of fake Jack Daniels, um, <laughs> I was I thought, oh, this is gonna be trouble. You got inklings. <laughs> I got inklings then. What about you, B? <laughs> uh, it was farther in for sure. When they got uh, drunk. When they got drunk and what was it? I think she touched his face or something, or he touched hers, and I was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they started getting intimate looking. Yeah, and I was just like, stop! Oh, man. People might be surprised, but I have absolutely zero problem with those two hooking up this way. Well, I've got no problem. It made yeah. sense. Like, it made all the sense in the world, but I just. I don't know. 
all the right little triggers were there, you know, both lonely, both been recently dumped, mm-hmm. alcohol, yeah. you know, I mean, just all, it was the perfect storm. It <laughs> yeah. was. It didn't make me think less of either character. No. Um, it was just like, I, I could tell that it was going to put nails in coffins. And, uh, <laughs> That's what yeah. you didn't want to see. Yeah, yeah. I and Buffy had just, you know, told him to move on and I love that he I love that he has that line and she's like, What are you doing? And he said, Moving on. I think that was yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. They're, you know two adults that have been broken up with. They were both broken up yeah. with. They didn't do any of the breaking up. They Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, I did not blame Anya a single tiny bit, especially since I thought Spike looked especially good in these two episodes. Maybe it's just my <laughs> No, I think they did. I noticed that too. Yeah. Like in seeing he... red he looked especially good. That is so funny. I think we have feedback coming that they talk about in that in the scene red in the scene. He like yeah. looks especially good. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I didn't notice. (laughs) You probably did the first time. (laughs) Probably did. I just shut my eyes and my ears. (laughs) My spiky. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Okay. Hey, why didn't Willow just close the Bippin' laptop when she saw Xander coming to look at her laptop screen? Seriously. I know. <laughs> and same thing when Dawn got an eye full of Spike and Anya. But everyone, of course, had to see it so we could get the upcoming scene outside the magic box. I challenged that with, I think Xander knew it was really bad and he would have demanded or opened it back up himself. True. Yeah. I, I just don't think that, that there was going to be any hiding. He was, he was going to see it. <laughs> yeah. And Dawn... I guess Willow Willow's never been the most protective. That's more Tara <laughs> and yeah. Buffy. Willow's well, yeah. Willow took her to racks. <laughs> took her to racks. She uh, <laughs> gave her the book to make her let her bring her <laughs> mom <right>. back. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> let us not expect more from Willow <laughs> than letting them both see it. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! You didn't charge him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. After first <clears throat> finding out about Anya and Spike, why was Xander walking to the magic box? He must have a car, right? I suppose it was more dramatic looking as he's angrily marching down the street, gripping the axe, than driving with an axe in the front seat. <laughs> Very good point. <laughs> and yes, probably for the drama. <clears throat> And then we It was pretty intense. I mean, he My note on that, I was like either Spike or Xander are going to die in this scene right now. I really thought something was going to go down. <laughs> I forget who did you think was more likely? I think Xander. Uh-huh. People are going to start dying. It's we're finishing up season six. <laughs> we one did die. I know. It was just Tara. That's somebody terribly important. <laughs> I 
mean, she was a lesbian. I mean, she needed right. punishment. She needed to go. She was a lesbian. <laughs> Punish her. It's a show of witchcraft and sexuality. Like, how could you possibly have a lesbian? That's just too far. <laughs> a lesbian witch. Good lord. <laughs> Burn her! Or just shoot her. Or two. <laughs> We kid. No angry letters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally joking. <laughs> okay, where was I? Um, this is one of my favorite season six episodes, so I'll give it an eight out of ten creepy garden gnomes. <laughs> Alright. Scene red. Despite the terrible things that happen in this app, it's another favorite of mine. Also, this is the very episode that officially got me into Buffy. When season six originally aired, I had caught a few moments here and there of some of the prior season six apps, but never really sat down and watched a whole episode with the exception of Once More With Feeling. I can't recall. Maybe I had seen the preview for it and thought it looked good, and that's why I watched. All I distinctly remember was after I saw that last scene with shootings and Willow's eyes going red, I had to send an email to my friend who watched the series and talk about it. I remember I told her, holy crap, Willow is going to be really pissed off about that girl Tara being shot and she's going to want revenge. <laughs> I love stuff like that, so I can't wait to see what happens next. Nice going there, Tara. Way to spill Buffy's secret to Willow. But I will give her a pass because, one, Willow was going to eventually find out pretty soon anyway, and two, she is her girlfriend. Yeah, I don't give her much of a pass on that. That made me mad. Oh, yeah, you went off on that. Yeah, it, that Last was a recording. huge, that was a huge secret. It was a huge secret, and, and I was, was also... not Tara's secret to tell. Yeah, I was really surprised that Tara, of all people, did that. And the way she did it, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I kept that from you. It's like, well... Right, and... Okay, if Willow's girlfriend, or I mean, if Tara's girlfriend wasn't, like, Buffy's best friend, fine. Tell someone who doesn't know Buffy. But this is Willow, you know? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It made me mad. And it it was such a big thing for Buffy to go to anybody about it. She was sobbing and, break, I mean, yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> no pasta from me. Yeah. Aw, Dawn is all excited they're back together. I know not everyone liked that reaction, but I thought it was cute. And then my heart sinks for her knowing what happens in the end of the app. Most people like it. <laughs> or on yeah. our, that we've discussed so far. I love the look on Buffy's face when she sees that half-naked action figure in the nerd's lair. It was so funny. <laughs> I'm really suspending my disbelief with those giant buzz saws because really? But hey, it was a fun little let-just-go-with-it moment, as I will say more times in the remaining apps. Bet you didn't see those coming, right, Sue? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I loved them, though. <laughs> I love their cartoony nature. <laughs> yes. <so> great. <laughs> They were so big. <laughs> there were so many of them. <laughs> she said, I did like when the Buffy stuffy does that cool flip in the middle of it all with the saws coming at her when it looked like she was in a real pickle. And she says, mm, pickles. <laughs> yeah, I love Buffy's dodge of the saws. It's so awesome. Yep. That big flippy thing. And then... When she looks down at her jacket. <laughs> that one's going to cost you. 
<laughs> that was a good little Buffy classic. Ugh, poor Jonathan got stuck being in the demon skin with all the wet goo that comes along with it. Oh, that's oh, so, so gross. So gross. It looked like it felt nasty to have all that crap over his head and face, whatever it was. I hate newly strong cocky Warren. <laughs> it just looked like it was really stinky. <laughs> oh, so stinky. <laughs> we got a Nell Carter story last time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just don't... That magic is gone. Yep, the magic's gone. <laughs> we can't do the Nell Carter stinky dress story. <laughs> but... I really like um, There is one that exists (laughs) That'll just have to be enough (laughs) I really like that scene With Don and Spike in his crypt I think Marcer's played it so well But why make Spike feel like crap With the guilt trip? Buffy broke it off with him So it's not like they were a couple anymore He could be with anyone he wants Yeah good going Don You sent Spike over there (laughs) For the rapey scene. It's her fault. <laughs> Your fault. Let's just blame it all on Don and carry on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't want Spike to be the bad guy. <laughs> it's Don's fault. It's called denial. In a sense, it was Don that raped Buffy. <laughs> or tried. <laughs> tried. Okay. <laughs> Now that Buffy Xander's seen at his place, he pissed me off there taking Buffy's life decision so personally and being all judgy. I'm so glad she told him what I do with my personal life is none of your business. Bam. Thank you, B. He did kind of have a point about Spike being formally evil and a killer, but he has definitely changed a lot since being their enemy and he was working with them when Buffy was dead. He gets no points for pointing out that Spike is being formally evil and a killer because his ex-fiance was formally evil and a killer. <laughs> and if I were to guess, she did more damage than Spike did. Well, she obviously did. She was old. she was doing that for a thousand years and Spike was like a hundred years old. Right. Plus, she like tortured men for eternity, right? Well, she, or, she did I mean, whatever they wished. Right. So, I mean, Spike just killed people. <laughs> <laughs> Spike bit, raped, and pillaged. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> but she did do it like ten times longer. <laughs> yes. And so that's why he doesn't have a point at all. Nope. He gets no point for that judginess. Alright. He has definitely yeah, he has definitely changed a lot since being their enemy and was working with them when Buffy was dead. Yeah, in which, you know, Buffy does point out you worked alongside him, you know. Yeah, she points out you let him take care of Don, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like Yeah, but I never forgot what he really was. That's even worse. What does he mean by that? Did you ever forget what Anya really was? I'm going to throw that back at him every time. (laughs) That's my best point. (laughs) Well, it's just such a stupid argument, because that's like... I don't know. That's like saying, here's this reformed child molester that's going to babysit your daughter, you know? No. Right. 
you know, well, he's reformed. <laughs> I never, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, either you think, okay, they're worthy to take care of someone, or they're not. You don't right. just say, well, I didn't forget. I've got my eye on you. <laughs> I know. Whatever like, he meant by that. If you have any problem at all, don't let him take care of Don. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Emily, so is this the Xander stuff you were talking about where you were having trouble with this character? I give up guessing if it isn't. Yes, yes, and yes. This is my <laughs> apex of Xander problems. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Yeah, this is where my relationship with Xander is the most complicated. Well, I guess it's complicated because it's good and bad. But this is the bad part, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Xander bad. (laughs) I said my relationship with him is not complicated. I just think he's a gigantic douchebag. (laughs) You've never liked him, hubby. No, and less so now. (laughs) Yeah. No, I have a good time with Sander. And I think, all in all, deep down, I like him, and I think he's caring, and I think he's a decent guy. But he has got some issues with judgment yep. and hypocrisy. Yep. And I, I think it's more that I find him sort of annoying, and like he doesn't fit in with the rest of the group very well but he seems to find himself so high and mighty at some points when it seems totally out of place. I don't know. He's had his moments with me. Like, you know, he was great in the Zeppo and, um, you know, when he was the army guy and stuff like that, I really liked that. So mostly he's just, um, I don't know. I don't see him as, he just doesn't have any real appeal to me. Like he's not charming. He's not very funny. He's not good at stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you were just hitting Xander where it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I find him funny. Mostly. But yeah, I just, there's... But now he's a judgmental and forgiving douchebag. And I know there's that guy who's the Xander apologist, and I'm sorry. But uh, he's just. You never can been, hate him. You're very, all you want. very entitled to your opinion. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back at Casa del Buffy. Oh crap! It's that scene. I know what's coming, so it always gets me a little on edge, even after multiple viewings. On a shallow note, oh man, James Marshers looks so good here. His hair is perfect. His skin looks great. Those pretty blue eyes, the cheekbones. Oh, geez, where was I? (laughs) (laughs) The conversation between Buffy and Spike starts out innocently enough, and I always like the way James delivers some of his dialogue and his small facial expressions. Like he was talking about the spell he wanted. He says, it wasn't for you. I wanted something, anything to make these feelings stop. I just wanted it to stop. I really, I just really like the way he says that and the emotion behind it. That's all I'm going to say right now. Sue, did you get an uncomfortable feeling watching the scene way before anything started to unfold or before Spike started grabbing her? Did something feel off? 
I don't know. Now that I think about it, a little... It's hard now. After you've seen it, it's, it's really hard to go back and not make it feel very sinister. Yeah. It's a little more I fresh did... for you, B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it did bother me that he came all the way into her house, into her bathroom. But I thought, you know, if he's just desperate to talk to her, then I can kind of see that okay. And you know, I thought it was kind of neat that he was like, there were two people in this relationship, we need to talk about this. And I thought that was what the scene was going to be. Right. So, no, right. I didn't and really suspect anything. I mean, it, to me, it was just, a Spike just does seem to kind of show up out from, from nowhere, you know, in Buffy's house, outside of her house. So, to me, suddenly being in her bathroom... I didn't find it sinister. I didn't think that was really that weird for him. It just seemed a little more intimate. Yeah, but it got so weird so fast. Well, I got to tell yeah. you, I've been married for 15 years. I don't remember. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> around there. Somewhere around there. 15 or 16. And I wouldn't barge in on Rob in the bathroom. Mm-mm. You know, that's just no. not. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some people do, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't. So that is it was weird. I haven't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, came one of the worst edits ever when they break for commercial during Spike's assault, known in the fandom as the AR attempted rape. That was just weird. Yeah, I noticed that, but it's kind of they do that sometimes. They do like a big cliffhangery thing when they break for commercial. He did have like a weird, sinister look on his face, and then it was like gone. And so when you're watching on Netflix or something, it's just like, boom, boom. And you're like... Right. Well, and doesn't he kind of hiss, too? Yeah. Yeah. It is a little strange. Yeah. But it was all for, you know, watching with commercials. So you're like, what's going to (laughs) happen? Right. Right. You kind of lose that when you watch it on Netflix. Yeah. I hate the line of, I know you felt it when I was inside you. Ugh, just ugh. I don't know. I guess it's a little much. (laughs) (laughs) It was this time back in 2002 when I first started reading Buffy message boards and boy oh boy was this a fiercely heated topic. So controversial. Right after this ep I decided to see what others thought. Fans were getting into fights with each other about this scene. Spike apologists versus the haters. People even got banned from the boards or got warnings to calm the hell down. I'm sure Emily will discuss it a little further. I don't know anything about the boards. But I think that's very interesting. And I could see it. Man, I think now on boards you can get pretty heated on this topic. Uh, I remember thinking these people are crazy. They are really a little too invested in this show. Smash cut 15 years later and I'm still talking about the show. I'm one of the crazies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and as I already pointed out to Sue, I've been hinting that the most controversial episode in the history of Buffy is in the season and... It's this. Doesn't get... You've done it. This is a controversial one. What was the one that just <laughs> happened that you wondered if it was? Oh, normal oh. again. Where they yes. left it open that this whole thing is a fantasy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did we lose B? No, oh. I'm here. Okay. Okay. 
Ooh, that drink looks good that Andrew has. So fruity. Warren is so gross here with his awful lines of, don't worry, babies. Daddy gonna give you some too. Hate. <laughs> that was oh, so Lord. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's that... Well, in this scene, he's like, he you get a glimpse of Warren in high school. He, like, goes back to a persona. He's, like, covered up, which I find endlessly fascinating. And Yeah, and Xander had a pretty good line for him, though, when he said something like that. Didn't he have some sort of line about they're probably just really creeped out because they're not into incest or something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just see him, this scene is a great example that he's obviously adopted a new persona, and it's probably not quite right for him. You know, yes, Mm -mm. he's a misogynist at heart, you can't mask that, but I think this, like, stud guy is a total act, and so I think he just doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. No, because he's never been a stud. You can't just, you know. Get some new balls. (laughs) If I may. (laughs) Magic balls. (laughs) Sorry, B. No, it seemed like really well written as like a guy who has no idea how to be smooth with the ladies trying his best to be smooth with the ladies. Yeah, with some... Right. On some sort of crazy power trip. Right. And I'd like to point out that B's problem is with bathroom humor, and that's separated. Oh, okay. So I don't think she has as much of a problem with this. Am I correct? Okay. (laughs) You're okay with anatomy humor? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Just great. Now we have to see parts of the AR again as it goes through Spike's head. Oh, good. Clem drops Spike for some much-needed comic relief. I love his. She's a sweet girl, Spike, but hey, woo, issues. He's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) I like Clem. He is adorable. Um, Buffy and Warren face off at some amusement park, which is odd. Did we know Sunnydale had an amusement park? Of course, Sunnydale is an amusement park. Of course, it does. It's the Springfield of. <laughs> it's funny because I said the same thing Buffy said when she said when she thought, "Come on!" <laughs> <laughs> Yay for Jonathan helping Buffy and shut the hell up, Andrew, for telling Warren to kill her. Yeah, I, Andrew got into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. But he was well, if it wasn't... in love with Warren, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's totally in love with Warren. Totally. Sue, didn't you make some kind of prediction about Jonathan helping Buffy and or breaking off from Warren to help the Scoobies? Chalk another nice. one up for Sue. <laughs> Yay. Uh, one of my favorite lines of this app will always be Buffy's goodnight bitch to Warren. Love that so much. I love how empowered Buffy is in this fight scene she's getting her butt kicked she just almost got raped she's hurt and she is I think it was so great and we needed to see Buffy this way after seeing her in the bathroom scene 
Yeah. And so I thought she... that was awesome. We just, we needed it. We needed it so much. Yep. We needed to see Buffy kick some butt. And she was just, she was so on point with her witty puns and things. Yep. And it yep. was, it was a great thing to see. It was very cathartic. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm glad that we saw that instead of like the classic her in the shower crying type yes. thing. Yes. You know, because that just the... would have been too hard. Because it was hard yep. anyway, and right. And a lot of times on TV and stuff with rape, they really go the route of denial and broken person, which is probably right. very accurate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yes. And tell no one, and just you know, horrible self-esteem issues and horrible issues for you know a long time afterwards, and so probably the rest of yeah. your life. So this <laughs> you know, was so... great and empowering and awesome, and I hope it helps any woman that's almost been raped or raped to see right. Buffy just being a awesome. She didn't. It was like yeah. she didn't miss a beat. It was great. Yeah, it was really nice to see. Uh, Andrew's brief monologue, then jetpacking his head on the roof, was hilarious. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, but I, <laughs> I also, I think I loved Warren's takeoff even more. <laughs> Did you watch it again, Sue? <laughs> no, I forgot to. Because you told me to. Yeah, I listened to him again today while I was doing the dishes instead of listening to something else. But when they were over, after I made dinner and did the dishes to these. and um, So I just listened to them. and I <laughs> Just when Warren goes up, he like gets really surprised and freaked out when the jetpack just goes and he like does this, ah! jetpack and you know it was he just he wanted it to be so comic book cool but he was right like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was such a great choice i can't get over what a great acting choice that was from the director the writers or the guy who plays warren everyone if you haven't noticed you need to go back and watch it it is it's better than andrews it's so funny <laughs> It's exactly how you would react the first time you go up in a jetpack. <laughs> you want to be super cool. Because <laughs> it would be terrifying. <laughs> he gets it together, I think, by the end. But the initial takeoff is so great. Okay, so Jonathan and Andrew got sent to the big house. Do you think we'll see the last of them, Sue? <laughs> I believe you said yes. <laughs> What do you think, B? <laughs> uh, I think no, because I don't think um, that they. I don't know. I don't think. I don't see it being the end of Jonathan, um, especially since he helped Buffy. I don't see her, you know, forgetting that or just leaving him in there or leaving an ally in there. And since Warren's still at large, I don't think we can ever. Or we can be done with them. And also, like, they were a lot more heavy-handed with the Andrew as gay stuff in this episode. So (laughs) I'm thinking that might come back into play at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true. (laughs) 
and is like, I don't know. They killed one gay character, so now they have to replace it with another. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe that means he's safe, or does it not mean he's safe? (laughs) 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 All right. Where the hell is Spike going? And what things are going to change? B? this i was thinking what if he like goes and tries to find a way to get himself a soul he's either he's either gonna come back with like some way that's made him even better or he's gonna come back worse and than be before. the big bad and be the big bad or big bad still up for grabs seriously i'm like who is the big bad right now because warren's a jerk but i don't think he's the big bad anymore without his friends and Willow is obviously something is happening and something's going down in her life. Um, but yeah, Spike just kind of went crazy off the deep end. So I don't know. I can remember Sue's yeah. predictions a little bit. My prediction was he's going to Mexico to get the chip taken yep. out. Like, he's going to find a surgeon in Mexico. Sue's all about the chip route. Yeah. All about him coming back, evil Spike. In fact, we can do this at the end, I guess, but you pinpointed him as season seven's big bad. I did. I don't think season six. Or did you? Maybe you thought maybe. No, I didn't think. That's right. You were like, no, that's going to cool down. And then he's coming back season seven. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Is <sighs> he going to come back with an army of vamps and no chip? Yep. Ah, <laughs> uh, Xander apologized to Buffy and all is right, except, ah, uh, holy hell, Warren suddenly appears and all hell breaks loose. Sue, how shocked were you mm. when you saw him first show up, then firing the gun? I guess we already discussed that. Did you think right away he was going to do something terrible? Yeah. I didn't think he was showing up to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting a gun. I was expecting another comic book villain, you know, weapon. I was really, like, hoping and wanting it to be, like, him, like, his jetpack malfunctioning and he was falling, or (laughs) jetpacked in there and he just happens to land in Buffy's yard. (laughs) (laughs) Some bad luck. <laughs> Poor Warren. Uh, then how shocked were you when you see the blood splat on Will's shirt and then cuts Sarah with a bullet hole? It all happened so fast. I thought it was an intense, shocking sequence, but everyone right away talked about the crazy, unbelievable trajectory the bullet took to get there, <laughs> a.k.a. the magic bullet. <laughs> then Sue and I made a few this-isn't-JFK jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and told yep. everyone's brains to shush. Shush. We are not this discussing bullet trajectories. We're not analyzing trajectory. It happened. It was a cool scene. It, I really liked the way they did yeah, that. That's a shusher. How they were, how they were focusing on Willow's crisp white shirt, and then all of a sudden, boom. You know, because I just. 
I imagine that's how it would happen. It seemed really realistic that's to me. That's right. And I, I told you that I had heard, you know, they had to um, shoot this a lot, and they only had one shirt for Willow, so they had to wash it and dry it in between takes. So the oh shirt word. was a huge deal. And even some takes, her shirt was still wet. But I've heard somewhere, and I should have tried to find it again in between podcasts, but I've heard that her your shirt was kind of a, just happened because her shirt was such an issue shooting <laughs> that it was just <laughs> on Tara's mind. But I it was perfect, and it made so mm-hmm. much, it was so realistic, because now I've also I've heard people say that she they are like oh that is so sweet that Tara was thinking about Willow she was thinking about her shirt just you know at the very end and I'm like no <laughs> that uh-uh. would be uh-uh. sweet but that is totally not what it was it's shock you know when you get an uh-huh. injury like that you know I haven't I haven't had an injury that bad before but I've had bad injuries and there's such a shocking moment where it's not painful and it's just something you just can't process fast enough. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean Tara probably but she says it so fast she probably hadn't even felt the gunshot yet. And she yet. died so fast. I bet she never knew and she even got shot. Probably. And so suddenly she's looking at Willow's shirt and it goes you know it's got all this blood on it. You know that's what of course that's what she's yeah, going to say. Your brain just does not work you know? that fast to process everything. And she's just, she was probably like, your shirt, where did all that, red, what's that red stuff on it? You know, what happened to you? Yeah. So I thought it was great. I thought it was so right. perfect. Like not even comprehending it's coming mm. from her, that that's her blood that she's no. looking at. That's just crazy. It was really good and really realistic. I thought. I did. Yeah, I liked it. Okay, she says, you know what? Despite it being highly unlikely it would hit her at that angle, it still worked for me because it was hella shocking. The terror shooting was another controversial scene amongst the fans, but I will talk a little more about that in the incoming feedback if I remember. Anyway, can't wait to hear all your predictions for the remaining EPSU. You'll probably nail some and be surprised by stuff that happens that you never saw coming. (laughs) (laughs) I can vouch for these things. We, he texted me. <laughs> yes, I was texting Emily. I'll have to share some of them. <laughs> While I was watching him. <laughs> My favorite text was, can we record tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I can take off work tomorrow. <laughs> um, but in respect, to this app, I think we'd all like to know where you think Spike is going and what things are going to change. More importantly, what the hell is Willow going to do? She did not look like a ball of sunshine in that last shot. <laughs> That's not a little ball of sunshine. <laughs> oh, triangle callback, my favorite. <laughs> 10 out of 10, holy crap moments. This is a top 5 season 6 app for me. I'm sure you'll have a most interesting podcast. Hope to hear from B and Cat too. Hey! Well, you get to hear from both of them. Yay. And maybe we can hear from Future Cat. <laughs> Future Cat, send us some feedback. What did you think of this? Because you're in love with Spike. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Val. Okay. Yes, thanks, Val. Uh, 
Okay, we got a couple things from Elizabeth Smith. She says, uh, this is from the Facebook page. Um, even though the attempted rape character travesty, no, perfectly in character, no, the writers ruined Spike. No, Spike is a soulless <laughs> demon. Scene was rough. There's nothing like a hilarious surprise ending to bring the episode back around. When Andrew turns on the jetpack and then hits the ceiling, just perfect. My DVD player has always stopped at this part with only a few minutes left, but I'm sure nothing much else happens. <laughs> That's called denial. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, and I really love Entropy. It has some good character conflict, which is, which I really love in Buffy. And one of my favorite storytelling devices, watching characters catch up to the audience. Is is she referring to finding out, everyone finding out about Buffy and Spike? Probably. Probably. I'm trying to think of what she's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like specifically. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep, thanks for the feedback. Yep. All right. Now, to the episodes proper. <laughs> we have two episodes. We have number... Oh, we can't really do this, because you already found out. What did Spike... I know. Okay. Be... <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers. <laughs> We had a number 14 of the season and number 6. Oh, whip. Um, seeing red is 6 and entropy is 14. Indeed. Did Yay. you get it right, Sue? I think you did. No? No, I think I guessed the other way around because I thought the I thought the rapey scene would yeah, drag it down for would, people's minds. Would, yeah. Yeah. So, as always, I guess right. <laughs> so, Entropy <laughs> is number 82 in the Buffy Hall of Fame. I guess we could do likes and dislikes. Oh, I did have likes and dislikes. That's right. Mine really quick were the vampire going, huh? When Spike mentioned sleeping with Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anya trying to get people to make them wish bad things on Xander. Mm-hmm. Buffy's Matrix-like jump between the saws. <laughs> and Andrew's jetpack exit. I like the vampire that turns around and goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked Warren's jetpack takeoff. <laughs> That's all I wrote down. <laughs> what were your dislikes? <laughs> uh, Judgy Xander, <laughs> Warren, Tara telling Willow Buffy's secret, and Spike almost raping <laughs> Buffy. <laughs> I dislike his Spike almost raping Buffy. <laughs> Mm. Um, I don't have any specifically written down, but I can go over my notes. Uh, I liked Andrew's sweater. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you like it. (laughs) Um, I liked that, um, Tara and Willow like that scene was awkward leading up to it but then they were Tara was just like can we skip that part and I just thought that was really refreshing and just an example of what good writing goes on um I liked uh Andrew's fruity drink that he was drinking in the scene where Warren was being such a douche at the bronze and he like there's just like this 
like everybody has parted around them and he and Jonathan are just standing there and he's still sipping on his drink. I totally talked about that last time. I loved it. He's got that frou-frou drink and he's like sipping it the whole time. Even the fighting going around him. He just is still, and I think someone even grabs him and he's like trying to hold on to his drink (laughs) with the straw still in his mouth. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) Yes. Um, I like Spike without a coat and Anya blonde. Um, man, I was not paying attention. <laughs> I was have like so much about like the wardrobe and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I hated um the dress on the door that turned out to be the one from. <laughs> what you hated then too. <laughs> Yeah, I hated that too. Um, I hated that Buffy was wearing a hair flower and a leather jacket. I just thought those shouldn't mm. go together. Um, I hate um, Spike almost raping Buffy. And uh, Xander. <laughs> <laughs> Xander. <laughs> so, B, let's yes. just, right now, we haven't really <laughs> talked <laughs> since Buffy and Spike went into a relationship. How yeah. have you been doing with that? Of them being in a relationship? Yeah, the whole from smashed with the wrecked house part to this. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then... Yeah, like the scene behind the dumpster. Yeah, what have been your thoughts? Because <laughs> you <laughs> wanted them together as much as I. Yes. You ship them as um, hard as I do. Yeah, and uh, I've just been hoping that at some point it could get better and something could happen and somehow, um, you know, it, like... I liked that they were together, but I didn't like how they were together. And, uh, it just never felt right or good or natural. And I'll talk about that more in that, when we talk about that scene. It wasn't um, the sweeping romance we expected. (laughs) No! Please, guys! (laughs) Yes! We'll get them together, but it's not going to be how you want it to be. (laughs) Um, yeah he was definitely always more invested in the relationship than she was and it just wasn't ever fun or comfortable or what we wanted it to be you know there were some sweet moments that they gave us when they had conversations and were talking that were glimpses of what it could be and what we wanted it to be, but there was never that full sweeping, like, Buffy and Spike are together forever, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right. Just wanted to know. (laughs) (laughs) Notes? Um... Well, my first note is I love the vampire thing, huh? <laughs> um, we've already covered that a few times. <laughs> yeah. 
I have, okay, Willow and Tara are kind of cute together. I guess I'd be okay if they got back together. So is this the scene at <laughs> school? Yeah, I think it's the coffee scene. I thought it was See, awkward. my notes was, Willow is trying so hard, it's almost literally painful to watch. Yeah, huh. it was. That's really? weird. For some reason, I was like, oh, they're okay together. Also, I loved the nerds on their little bikes going through the cemetery with their spikes on the end of them and their helmets. (laughs) (laughs) So cool. You are pro trio? I was so pro trio. I suspected you would be. Yep. They're very hated amongst the fandom. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we're in the minority. I love him. I think Warren is the most misogynistic, just a hole that ever existed. Oh, yeah. We all um, think that, but yeah, the trio but... in general was great. Yeah. Just their ideas, just how comic book villainy they wanted oh, to be yeah. just was great. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were, um, I thought that they, when they were doing that map thing, I thought that they were, like, getting treasure or something, and that was, like, their big, like, ultimate showdown was they were gonna, like, find some buried treasure under Sunnydale, and I thought that was, that would have been amazing. The, uh, like, Indiana (laughs) Jones part? You probably don't know what I mean. (laughs) The part where the, the light goes through the glass and shows the point on the map? That's like yeah. straight oh, out yeah, of yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked that you could tell Jonathan was going to dissent because you know he's he's different from the other two. Yeah, um, and he he's had a relationship with Buffy. I mean, more yeah. than anyone. And else. he's always defended her and not wanted to like, you know, kill her like Warren does. Right, and Andrew didn't either at first, but Andrew really jumped on the Warren train there. I think he did, you know, fell, fall in love with him or just got obsessed or, you know, got a taste of power and yeah. decided to go along yeah, with it. Yeah, and not having the ties Jonathan had to Buffy, I think it was easier for yeah. him. Yeah, easier for him to follow Warren than it was to yeah. be a dissenter. Yeah, I see him as kind of more of a follower. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. My next note is, Xander, I think you're making it worse. So I think this is when he's at the apartment with Anya. And I wrote Xander as being an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I have in all caps, don't say you practiced. (laughs) I know. It was a little endearing. It really makes it come from the heart. That's not good. But he, he expected, he walked out on her. And he, she deserves to yell at him the way she did. Mm-hmm. And he acts like he's expecting her to be fine. And it's like, mm-hmm. they haven't yeah, seen each other he... since he left her at the altar. And when he left her, she was in shock. She had no say. She just, she had nothing at that point. She was in total shock. Mm-hmm. And now this is the first time they've seen each other. She gets to go off. Heck, yeah. I mean, that... And just, you know, thinking back to that scene where she's just, like, 
kind of begging him to, you know, don't do this, yeah. you know. I mean, how how could you listen to that and then the next time you see her be like, it was no big deal, you know, we can just date, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. he really acted like he stood her up for a dinner date or something. Yeah. You know, like it was no big deal. It's like, that was a wedding. <laughs> Yeah. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, and like he had a bad choice of words when he was like, "I should have said something sooner." And it's like you had so many opportunities, and I, I did not expect that to happen. That episode shocked me because the episode before that, they'd had that scene in the bathroom where they were like, "It's not about the wedding; it's about the marriage." Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so this is going to work. Like, something's going to come and screw things up for a while, but it is going to work between them. And that just totally shocked me. Like, up until the end, I was expecting it to... Well, yeah, and he even go. comes back, like, okay, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> Phew. Yeah. You're like, okay, thank you. All right, let's get on with it. We need a Buffy and... We need a Buffy marriage. Like, every TV show has to have a wedding. <laughs> We get well, bells. This is this is just this is just Whedon. We got our wedding. Well, you guys have a full season of Buffy, and you've got two full seasons of Angel left. Yeah, it's so funny because like every every uh, every show has to do like a wedding and a birth. Right. And... <laughs> Some crazy. We got our birth. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> our birth. It's not a spoiler birth. alert for those that aren't watching Angel. <laughs> yeah. Somebody gets born. Future Catherine, if you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I loved all of Anya's um, wishes to Xander, and then when he says he does feel that, she yeah. goes, she's like, "Oh, <laughs> like, does it hurt? It might be worse." <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yeah. Like, I didn't actually want any of that stuff to happen to him. You know, his guts to... No. You don't hate him that that bad. (laughs) No. But a little. But I do love it when she goes, those are metaphor intestines. (laughs) 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 And then I have, of course, there's a rule about not doing vengeance when you're the one scorned. Couldn't be that (laughs) Of course. Yep, can't be that easy. And then I have, how does Dawn think she can help in patrolling? What skills would she <sighs> offer? Annoying vampires to death? <laughs> yeah, <seriously>. <laughs> <laughs> Although she does seem to get in trouble when she's left alone by herself. For, she's always like, I can stay by myself in a locked house for 15 minutes and then she gets kidnapped or... Right. <laughs> she, she's pretty good at like getting herself into a corner and then screaming, Buffy! Come save yeah. me! <laughs> she could do that. She's helpful. It keeps yeah. Buffy on her toes. <laughs> I don't think Buffy needs that kind of help. <laughs> yeah. And I have, haha, even the show is making fun of that penis demon. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and then I have spying on Buffy with a camera really doesn't seem like Spike style. I'm surprised Buffy didn't think it was the trio right away. Yeah. Like, I was kind of mad that she fell for Xander's theory that it was Spike. Mm-hmm. Xander's judginess. That... <laughs> yeah, because it just... Standing under the tree and watching her through a window is Spike style. Not a camera. He's not a camera guy. No. No. He'd he just be there a... personally. And he has several times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been his MO. <laughs> like, for two seasons. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's an old fashioned poet. He doesn't. Exactly. He wouldn't set up elaborate cameras. No. He mopes and, you know, lurks. Yeah. He doesn't. <laughs> right, right. I mean, that's totally a trio thing, and Absolutely. it should have, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how he goes, the great guess. And her thing, so shut her gas, but must be true. <laughs> 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 that was awesome. <laughs> yep, my next note is, oh no, I think I have a feeling what's going to happen. I bet there's a camera in the magic shop. <laughs> <laughs> and then I bet I knew it. I wanted to see Spike sexy dance. He didn't have one, remember? He doesn't have one. <laughs> I, I know, but he could do something. <laughs> we all want to see Spike's dance. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, and then I have, holy crap, either. Says, Did Spike get hotter? <laughs> oh. um, probably, because they're I like, really... let's really get him. <laughs> yeah. We're about to make him pretty much um, go over the line to where unredeemable. So let's make him extra pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think losing the coat has a lot to do with it. Yeah, he really. You know, the coat just kind of covers, you know. So when you see, you know, him in just like slacks and and a shirt, it's like, oh, yeah, he's. I like the look. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of trench coats anyway. Yeah, well, they're a little... uh, 80s. I grew up in the 80s. 80s trench coat kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Does, uh, Does Wyoming have the trench coat crowd? Um... Yeah, we have our share of nerds, but we also have more than our share of juggalos, so. We. Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so weird. I don't know. Just think, I don't know. Just the idea that I'm wearing this trench coat, so I'm cool or tough. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the mindset is. I don't know. I've been seeing a couple guys lately walking around and they've got like fedoras and trench coats and I'm just like stop (laughs) and then um I've got ew jean skirts because Willow had on like a old jean skirt and I remember like in high school having full length jean skirts and just (laughs) like it was so normal back then and it was so the style and now it's like (laughs) (laughs) um I have holy crap
crap, either Spike or Xander are going to get killed. I really did. I really thought this is going down. It looked like a moment where that was entirely possible. Yeah. Yep. And I just thought, you know, the the time is coming where this stuff's going to start happening. I mean, this is before, you know, Tara got shot. Right. So, you know, I you was were just, just an episode off. I was an episode off of someone dying, but I'm, I I still think it could happen soon because I really don't think everyone's going to live happily ever after in this world. What would make you think that? Yeah, <laughs> 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 but they can't do it in this scene because um, Spike can't fight back. So that would be, uh, you know, nobody just gets slaughtered. Yeah, well, that's true. Speaking um, of that, he seemed even more contrite than usual, even less inclined to fight back. I yeah. thought, and I wondered later in the bathroom scene, he says, you should have let him kill me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a nice callback to him being really complacent when Xander comes. With yeah. He really, he really kind of did. Because I think, I think it kind of was, you yeah. know, because he knows it's over with Buffy. He probably, you know, you know what you need to address here is that they got caught on camera. They had no idea there were cameras. I'm guessing that was something they were probably going to keep between themselves. It's not like they did that to get back and they were going to like boast it to their ex lovers. Yeah. You know, no, they totally no, weren't. it was, they were comforting. Right. Each other. And you could tell when it was done, they were both like, okay, yep, that happened. That happened. <laughs> and it was a mutual that just. And yes. it's only going to happen that one time, you know? And it was. Yeah, it seemed like a very mutual agreement. Like, okay, we just did that. Let's never speak of it again, you know? Yeah. And so I think it was a shock they were that just... Xander knew about it and he was like, oh crap, you know, I didn't mean to hurt Buffy this way. Yeah. And I think. I'm inclined to right. believe he was a little suicidal there and just felt like crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah, my next note is it's good enough for Buffy. I think that was Spike sticking up for Anya. Yep, I like that. And then I have Anya got her vengeance. <laughs> In the end, she sure did. <clears throat> yeah. Hurt him worse probably than his insides or whatever. Than his intestines on fire or whatever it was. Yeah. I think it's interesting that the when when Spike tells him that you know, basically says that it was good enough for Buffy, I think it's it's interesting that he um he gets even, I mean, he gets so mad at that that he, like, walks away. Like, it was not even just the last straw. I think it was, like, oh, no. You've got to be kidding me. I'm out of here. You know? That not just Anya did it. That I think I think Buffy, in some way, hurt him worse. And it it's compounded, and he explains it, that he has just been, like, 
oh, every time he sees Spike and Buffy in a compromising position that he just explains away in his head that it's never going to happen, and he says it, he's like, mm-hmm. I think he felt so stupid. You know, he's like, it's never going to happen, right. Spike. And now he's like, oh, it was totally happening. <laughs> it was happening. I'm now I'm the idiot, yeah. I mean, I think there's that. And, I mean, I, I think Xander's just walking away I mean, I'll give him that because, I mean, for one thing, he just witnessed the woman. At, he still loves Anya. Right. He just doesn't want to be And married. he just saw, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he just saw her, you know, doing it with Spike, someone that he just hates, right. you know. That's got to be tough, you know. Mm-hmm. And then to find out the... Buffy was also sleeping. It was just kind of like the, okay, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> I can't listen anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah. kind of like the last straw type thing for that moment. I think he took it a little too far. I can see being that angry in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just so hypocritical but the way he talked to her. Yeah. The way he talked to her when she came to his apartment was uncalled for. And it's mm-hmm. brought up a little bit, but, you know, like I said, they say all the things I wish to say, except I, mm-hmm. I think all is a little generous. <laughs> I I would have gone off a lot more about his hypocrisy in Anya, which wasn't ever brought up to him. No, it could have easily been thrown in his face. Um, oh, yeah, Buffy could have said, look in the mirror, Xander, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Too bad she didn't. But yeah, and just like I mean, we're not even in that episode. But like when he says to her, when she's like, "What I do with my personal life is none of your business," and he's like, "It used to be." No, it's just never your business. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you yes, know? you used to be closer, but uh, what have you done lately, yeah. Xander, that elicits that for yourself and Buffy? I. Right. I don't think right. much. You brought her back from the dead and you talked about, we need to do all this stuff with her. And then they just let her go off and be depressed and work at the Double Meat Palace. Double Meat Palace. Exactly. Granted, Xander gets the benefit of not living there rent free. <laughs> <laughs> he at least. One thing yes. going for him. He does have his own apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah no this was an interesting episode I'm glad the cat is finally out of the bag that they all know that Buffy and, Z- and Spike were sleeping together mm-hmm. me too yep I think it's good to have that <laughs> Because it was, it was really hard when Buffy, um, you saw her see them on the camera and she can't say anything or doesn't say anything. And right, like it's not as hard as it probably was on Xander, but it's still hard on her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was sad. It is. I, I don't think I buy... Dawn being intuitive enough to pick up on 
the look, though. Yeah. I thought that was a little sketchy that she She's saw a... Buffy's face and put yeah, it together. Yeah, she hasn't earned that. Although, Don... <laughs> Dawn is the one that brought up the crush in the first place with Spike having a crush on her in season five. She's always been a little in tune and she's been less prejudiced against Spike than probably all of them. She's had a different relationship with him. Yeah, for sure. She has. It. We did talk about, did we talk about that in one that posted or in the I one that the got lost, lost about, about how I brought up yeah, because we were talking about it when Don goes to talk to Spike in the next yeah. one. Um, how, you know, Don and Spike have had kind of a cute little interesting relationship and kind of a closeness. I mean, he was the one that was there when she found out she was the key. Yes, mm -hmm. and she's, you know, she's had a crush on him, so she wouldn't think it, she just wouldn't think right. the same as all the others would think about her and Spike together. She'd be like, well, I don't blame you. Right, right. Yeah, and he calls her Niblet, and it's just a cute little it relationship. Totally it totally is. Well, and he, you know, we didn't see everything he did during those three or four months that Buffy was dead, but you get the idea. Yeah, from what we see. Most of what he did, he was protecting Don because that was his promise. Right. We see just a little window of what probably happened a lot. You know, the playing, right. getting a pizza, playing card games. Right. Total overprotection, too, I would guess, yeah. because of the promise he made to Buffy. He made a promise to a lady. Me. <laughs> oh, stupid spike. <laughs> Don't matter you right now. <laughs> Let's just wax nostalgic yeah. and get spike. Then <laughs> <laughs> we're like, and that scene red happened. Bye. And that scene red happened. Good night. <laughs> Come on, there's still possibility for redemption, right? Like Somehow, some way. There's always um, a possibility. <laughs> can you can you uh, can you be redeemed from attempted rape? That's a question. <sighs> you know, if the writers do it, they're effing geniuses. <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, they took them to a brink. I don't. But, yeah, you could. I really don't see how they can do it. Because, you know, that's just... I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't see how they're going to do it. Yeah, you crossed lines. Yeah, that's a... It's a line much like... Um, hitting a woman. Mm -hmm. that's like, I mean, I know he's hit her plenty of times, but I don't mean Spike and Buffy. <laughs> right, right. It's a line that's like, is there ever forgiveness and redemption from that? That's mm -hmm. a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a, you know. All right, let's leave entropy behind. Okay. Um, scene red is ranked number 38 in the series, which is pretty high. 
Alright, first notes. <laughs> Finally, a scene where Don's cute. Where she goes to his crib? <laughs> oh, no. No. Willow no. and Tara. <laughs> uh, where she's excited about Willow and Tara. And then they go and make out in front of Buffy, who they both know has just broken up yeah with they were all fine up in the bedroom alone together but once they got downstairs and yeah the situation and they lost themselves in each other again i was like tacky yeah, yeah i'm i'm just hardcore against any public displays of affection anyway especially very mm-hmm. intimate looking like really get a room yes <laughs> Yes. yes, especially in front of like a 15 year old girl and a girl and a woman who's just been yeah ended a relationship. Have yes. some tact, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my my first note is, geez, Tara, just tell Willow Buffy's secret you promised to keep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if she is your girlfriend, was it your secret to tell? Indeed. I kind of, um, I don't know, I guess it didn't bother me as much because I saw, you know, Willow definitely was onto something and she suspected something and probably would have found out. It was the way I thought Tara did it. That's exactly, yes. My problem is how nonchalantly she did it. Yeah, yeah. Was, because Willow does say something... And she quickly apologizes you know. for not telling her sooner. It's like, whoa, when when were you yeah. under any obligation yeah. to tell what Willow were you that? Supposed to tell her? That just sounds exactly. like gossip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Willow mentioned something about, you know, Buffy's, the look on Buffy's face or something, and, and Tara just says, yeah, because they're sleeping together. And Willow's like, no, ha, ha, ha. You know, she kind of laughs it off, and Tara's like, mm-hmm. no, she told me. You know, it's like... Man, when when Willow started laughing, that was your cue to be like, haha, just kidding. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then go tell Buffy. Yeah. You better tell yes. Willow. That, yeah. that would you know? have been a better way to do it. <laughs> that would have been, yes, that would have been the way to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was not really, or she could have been very tactful about it. It just, it surprised me. It surprised me Tara too. Did it. I would never have I wouldn't pegged have, that. I wouldn't have pegged that on her either, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my next note is it is kind of cute how excited Don is about Tara and Willow. I didn't mind the one downstairs when they are kissing. The thing I don't approve of, and she's like, "Oh, you better not." I thought that was cute. <laughs> right. Like, all right, all right, we'll yeah. stop. Oh, you better not. <laughs> I yeah. liked that. Mm-hmm. I would concede to that. <laughs> Well, my first notes is uh, Don and Spike's crypt. So I don't know what I missed. <laughs> um, I have cool jumping Buffy did through the big saws. Um, oh, yeah. I love how the girl Anya is with keeps trying to make a wish, and Anya's just too caught up in her <laughs> own life, keeps interrupting her. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> And then I have, okay, is Andrew in love with Warren? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Andrew? Did you say Andrew or Xander? Okay. Andrew. Yeah, it sounds like Xander. Oh, I said Andrew. Or I meant Andrew if I said Xander. 
Because, yeah, my next one is, wow, Xander is being super judgy. <laughs> my notes get pretty unhelpful here because I go, Warren sucks. Andrew sucks a little too. Xander is a douche. Spike without a coat. <laughs> <laughs> and boom, that's the episode. <laughs> and then my next one is Spike stop. Oh my hell, what is happening to this show? Yeah, I've got, holy crap, what the hell is Spike doing? <laughs> Anyways, there's probably scenes before that. Yeah, well, okay, so Dawn goes to Spike's crypt because, mm -hmm. and she, so basically she sends him over to Buffy's. And when you watch it, you know that if you think about it, she left Spike with the impression that Buffy's, like, falling apart. She just left him with an impression to go over there and that he had high hopes. She left him with high hopes that, I think, he thought he could go over there and win her back easily. Because he broke her. And she's sad and depressed. And maybe if he went over there... And so I... It's... You know, I'm not blaming it all on Dawn, but you know what I mean. <laughs> no, she did. I mean, because she says, you know, if you're, I mean, I'm paraphrasing. She says something like, you know, if your goal was to hurt Buffy, congratulations, you did, or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And to have the sister, just the act of the sister coming over and being like, what the hell? Yeah. How could you do that to her? She's, you hurt her really bad. Yeah, just just that act itself. Right, when, I mean, while, I don't know the exact timeline, but you get the idea that while Dawn is doing that, Buffy's out patrolling because right. she gets hurt, like, getting slammed into that headstone. And that's when she comes home and she's like, you can tell that, like, her back hurts and she runs the bath. So she wasn't home no. crying. She was out patrolling. You know, that's not a broken Buffy. That's a Buffy being right. Buffy. Who's probably well, we upset. we know that but... she's upset, but we also know that she doesn't want to get back together with him. Right. Yes, it hurts, but... She had made that decision before she saw him and Anya together. Oh, I wrote how I like yeah. how Xander has one of those tool pegboards in his living room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never noticed them before this watch. And I thought it was cute. And then I wrote, thank you, Buffy. I think she said some stuff I wanted to say to him. Yeah. I like that you fought side by side with him. Let him take care of, let him take care of Don. I guess we already discussed this. We already just yeah. Oh, and, and she mentions... I... Oh, he mentions... That he slaughter like slaughtering half of Europe, and I that's again, I mean that's a direct thing that just makes me go seriously. What do you think Anya was doing? She was slaughtering right. half of Europe. That's a little more accurate for her. Right. Lame. Well, and I liked in this in the Buffy and Xander. I like how she brought up again how hard it's been for her since they brought her back to life. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And 
and how they really they really have made no effort to try and make this life easy no, for her. They haven't. None whatsoever. I mean, they bring her back to life. And then she's got to go work at the Double Meat Palace because they're all living with her and not working. You know? I got school. <laughs> what kind of friends are those? Willow can't even make Dawn a freaking, what did we say, hamburger? She can't even make Dawn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Buffy's got to bring Dawn home hamburgers every night when Willow's just there coming down. What you guys doing? It's like, why weren't you Speaking making her dinner? Willow, instead of helping, she goes through all this personal crap Buffy has to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> and almost killed Dawn. <laughs> they're, they're the worst friends in the world. <laughs> oh, man. I'll give Dander one prop. He does come over in the morning to take Dawn to school. That's true. That's about it. <laughs> on his way to work. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably on the way. There you go. <laughs> One point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. All right. Just uh, getting back to like the Spike and Buffy scene. It, it was hard to watch. Very hard to watch. Yeah, I think we're there now. It's it's hard to see. It's just hard and kind of jarring to see Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar did it so well. Just, just the way she was protesting and, like, crying. She looked you know. like a girl being raped. She did. She, she was honestly scared. did. So, here's my little speech. <laughs> I would never. I don't ever see myself ever being on me being a rape apologist. I want to just be perfectly clear that I am talking about a fictional character that would never exist in real life a vampire <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't have a soul, but has right. some sort of inkling to be a good person. But he still doesn't have a soul. And so when I any defense I might have of him, I am talking about a being that doesn't exist and his situation doesn't exist in society. And so I can't, I just, I don't want to come off as a rape apologist and I don't apologize for him too much. I really don't. There's really very little you can support here and mama bear, you know, mama bear kind of just wants nothing to do with this. <laughs> yep. Spike Spike is not with Don Draper he's, and he's, Romero he's right out. now. <laughs> he, he <kicked> out. <laughs> he's in timeout. <laughs> he's he's out of the bed, sitting on a chair in a corner somewhere waiting for Mama Bear to come and lecture him. <laughs> yep. That's where he is. <laughs> But honestly, I would never apologize, be a rape apologist. Okay. I just feel like I need to say that. Sure. Um, I have a few things about, and I did a little better this time than last time. I was like, oh yeah, I couldn't find anything I wanted to read about it. <laughs> and so I bumbled through it. Now I took notes. 
Um, I wanted to tell you guys a little background on the scene and how some things in James Marster's words about filming it and why they did it and how he felt about it. So he says, I do understand why they did it, but I still think it was a mistake. The truth is the writers on Buffy were being incredibly brave. Joss was asking each of them to come up with their most painful day, their most humiliating day, the day they made the biggest fools of themselves or the day they hurt someone else the most and then put a patina of fangs and blood over that. Basically, that's why I think this series is so delightful because of the bravery of the writers in that score. One of the writers, a female writer, had a situation in her life where she was, um, her boyfriend was breaking up with her and she decided if she just made love with him one more time that they wouldn't break up and she ended up trying to force herself on him and decided to write about that. So, and then he says, the thing is, if you flip it and make it a man forcing himself on a woman, I believe it becomes a whole different thing. Even though Buffy is super strong, even though she kicks him through a wall at the end of it, how it plays to the audience changes when you change the sex that way. It worked out and everything, but I'm not really sure it expressed what the author was intending, and on that score it was not successful. I think it was a big risk for everybody, but I think if she could have found a female character to express that with it, it would have gotten closer to what she was trying to say. And I'm not really sure that we got there in that episode. Just now, thinking that, I thought... He could have had Willow try that if they wanted to do something like this. And, you know, mm -hmm. so this came from an actual writer, but it was a woman and she tried forcing, you know, she was so desperate that she tried forcing herself. And I think she kind of had a reaction, like maybe Spike did that in the middle of it. She, and when, you know, she saw his reaction, she's like, wow, what am I doing? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, so she really did put herself out there. He doesn't say who it was, but. I think that's very interesting. Right. That is crazy that she put that yeah. out there. Yeah. That's brave. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I saw it as like, you know, it's probably very accurate to a relationship where one person is more invested than the other person you know, and at the end of a relationship when one wants it more than the other person, um, and him being, you know, desperate to save it and, um, thinking that if they could just bring back any of those feelings that she would change her mind. Right. But... And we have precedents there that they have a violent sexual relationship. Yeah. Right. So there's right. that, you know, giving him a little leeway there. Also, I think three-fourths, if you watch, and I've seen it quite a few times, especially now, I've watched it four or five times now, mm -hmm. just preparing for this podcast, and I, I would, in my mind, three-fourths of that scene is just someone that is so desperate. They're just in such a desperate state. That's all it is. It's just pure yeah. desperation. Then it, it is. And There's a point there where and, they're both on yeah. the floor at the end, the, the last of it, where it switches to where he goes way over the line. He goes from mm -hmm. desperation right. to really rapey. 
it's it's like if they to me the scene just went on a little bit too long and that's where it crossed yeah. the line it's it seems like they could have gotten the point across well i can handle the desperate parts it's it's when it crosses yeah, that line it, it's that it's that last you know it, it's probably Around only like 20 break. like 20 mm-hmm. seconds longer if they could have just cut that out it, I don't think it would be as upsetting, you know? Mm-hmm. Or if Spike had come to the realization, like, what am I doing? You know, which he seemed to when he was back in his Well, trip, he did really too there. Like, when she's like, tell me. A... Yeah, but she had to kick right. him off of her, and that's when he. So you wish he would have. She didn't have to go that far. Yeah. I right, right. For sure. Yeah, if they just didn't take it to that, if if they could have just ended it with the desperation and then him coming to realize, whoa, I really am hurting her. What am I doing? You know, mm-hmm. it just seemed like it just went on just a few seconds. And too I think long. he has a good point that they just switching sexes does do something. And oh, I absolutely. think the author's intention was probably what we're describing right now. Just the pure desperation yeah. and then, whoa. But I think right. he's right. I think they took it too far and it doesn't quite work. Mm-hmm. No, it really it's just doesn't. too much. And it's just it's too much. <laughs> well, and I have a note after that. Cause, so I've got my note. I was like, what the hell is Spike doing? And then I have Warren is so sleazy, which just seems so dumb to say after that scene. <laughs> Warren is so sleazy. (laughs) (laughs) But then my next note is, I have it in quotes, why didn't I do it? And I have, what is Mike talking about, raping her? Yeah, well, he has a little moment. He's like, I think he just, he has, he kind of has a come to Jesus moment. He's like, what have I done? And then he's like, why didn't I do it? He's just totally introspecting about his life right now and what is going on with him. Okay. I mean, okay. You know, I I stand by this, and I don't know if this is coming or if we've gotten enough hints by now, but I 100% believe that he and Angel, you know, rampaging half of Europe, I know that they did pick girls, they picked young, attractive girls, and I know rape was involved. I bet in most cases. They wouldn't have batted an eye when they went and, um, you know, to the convents or whatever, you know. All of their pillaging and yeah. stuff. They didn't just drink and kill. I'm sure they raped. And I yeah. think there, there's actual okay. stuff okay. that does support that. I think coming later, spoiler alert, it's pretty subtle. But, it, you know, not giving him another excuse, but. No, I, I think I'm following that's you. when he so says, when why he didn't says... I do it? He's like, I used to rape people all the time. <laughs> right. So he's not saying it in regret. Like, why didn't I no, just do no. it? Like, like he's mad. It was, what, what is happening to me? Why didn't I do it? Because, like, old yes. Spike would have done yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Because he's like, I am a monster, you know? That is who I am and what I've done. And... Oh, says something. What is he? I, I can't be a man. I'm not a monster, but I can't, or I can't. Yeah. He says something very profound. I wish I could say it exactly. I... Am I a Muppet or a man? (laughs) (laughs) Am I a man or a Muppet? (laughs) 
I think you said. <laughs> I'm not a man and I, I can't be a monster. Shoot! I don't know. I'll just insert it. <laughs> I'll insert the clip here. Everything always used to be so clear. Slayer, vampire, vampire. Kills Slayer, sucks her dry, picks his teeth with the bones. It's always been that way. I've tasted the life of two Slayers. But with Buffy... It isn't supposed to be this way. It's the chip. Steel and wires and silicone. It won't let me be a monster. And I can't be a man. Okay, yeah, because you get the. Trip. When we recorded last time, um, we kind of ended the podcast talking about that scene because we just we were done. <laughs> we were done, and it. I I remember just looking over my notes and going, my notes are just dumb after this. Uh, Let's yeah. just, you know, it just seems ridiculous to talk about anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't really go on. <laughs> well, I, you know, like you probably know, this is one of the most controversial things I ever did and it's oh sure it's just ah. <laughs> I don't know oh I'm sure it totally like vindicated the haters. the mm-hmm. spike haters and you know yeah. <laughs> like totally crushed us like spike yeah. lovers you know? it's not easy it's like there's it's kind of black and white yeah it's It'll be interesting to see where they go from here, especially since seeing the next three. I'm, like, super intrigued. (laughs) Um, I want to read one other thing he said. This was in a different interview, which I think is a very interesting insight that James Marsters has on his character. He says, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, that bathroom scene last year. That's probably the worst day I can remember in my life. I don't think that I ever want to go back to doing a scene, anything like that again in my whole life. But at the same time, artistically, I'm very proud of it. I think that there had been a bit of frustration from the writer. They kept trying to frame this guy as a bad guy and the relationship as something extremely dangerous to Buffy and the people around her. And I'm not sure that the fans really reacted that way. (laughs) guilty so they just pushed the envelope until it tore i know the episode pissed a lot of people off but this was the danger with spike this was the thing that made me very uncomfortable which was if a man is mean to other people he's going to be mean to his woman and that's a fact that most women do not want to look at most women who are attracted to these kind of men do not want to admit it so in that way spike was in danger of becoming a really dangerous lie a fantasy of the badass killer who would treat a girl like a queen and that stuff doesn't happen in the real world that was something I wasn't comfortable being a part of. So in that way, I'm really glad that we did that because I think that underneath all of the fangs and the blood and the witch's spells, we are speaking about the truth. That the good can win, but it gets bruised, and the good fight is worth fighting. There's a lot of money to be made in Hollywood by telling lies. There are a lot of comforting lies that you can write stories about, but Joss and Marty were never about that. They were really more about making people uncomfortable than they are about making them feel peaceful. So it pissed people off, but in the same way that finally admitting that your boyfriend really is a jerk pisses you off, you don't want to be forced to admit that. (laughs) 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. It does yeah. make a lot of sense. Um, it's interesting because they do paint him out for someone like me to be just a, a good guy in bad boy's clothes, you know? Right. But it's that maybe once a scorpion, always a scorpion, or whatever that little proverb is. <laughs> And so, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I only like the bad boy that's really good, actually. <laughs> so I don't, yeah. <laughs> I never fell for the bad boy. He had to be a, a good boy at heart. But I know there's a lot of people right. out there that aren't like that. Right, right. Anyway, yeah, they had to go there, I think, because I think they were, I guess they were frustrated, but they were making him so good. They did that. They did. <laughs> they fault. We didn't come up with that on <laughs> no, our own. No, we did not. <laughs> we cannot be blamed for that. <laughs> that writers. We weren't just taking this lily picture of Spike, you know. Yes, writers' fault and James Marsher's beautiful cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, those cheekbones. <laughs> <laughs> future cat what do you think I think future cat likes the cheekbones <laughs> <laughs> okay so those are my thoughts I probably have a million more but those are going to be the thoughts oh but it's so heartbreaking one of the most heartbreaking things is seeing Buffy with the tears in her cheeks when Xander bursts in there, being all judgy. Yeah. I can't believe he was going right. to burst in on her. He bursted in on her in the bathroom, thinking Spike was in there. Which probably would have been fine a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice timing, Xander. Five minutes too late. But thinking of what was really on his mind, seriously, Xander? Jeez. Anyway, that's, yeah. that's not was my point. My point was, she looked so sad. It's very hard. She did. She did. She. She she does good in these heavy she scenes. Does. She really does. She's she's a good little actress. <laughs> I mean, at least in Buffy, I think Buffy's really the only thing I've ever seen her in. Yeah. Oh, I I saw Cruel Intentions. <laughs> I don't think I saw that. I, I did not see it on my own. <laughs> I was in the theater and Walker and Tucker kidnapped me and didn't tell me where we were going and they dragged me to that movie. <laughs> like, I was going to say that doesn't sound like it is. It's end not. Movie. It was funny, though. I don't know. I don't know I what think got I've into their seen... heads, but that was what happened. That's why I saw it. <laughs> I think I've seen part of one of the Scooby-Doo movies. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, I saw Scooby-Doo. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, highly recommended. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Scout has a few of those. Um, okay. Yeah. So I have to get sappy for okay. a minute, because I think, like... This Buffy journey, what it has taught me the absolute most is, um, like, I didn't grow up with television. I never 
you know, watched a show start from finish. The only show other than this one that I will have, well, now there's been a few, but, um, you know, I watched Friends from start to finish, and um, that was the only show ever in my childhood, or, you know, until I was probably, you know, in the last four years that I've ever finished. And um, this has just made me appreciate television, and, um, you know, I've always been a person who likes the happy endings, and I'm not satisfied until there's a happy ending, but this has been so much fun to just go on characters' journeys, and, like, how I loved Willow so much in the first few seasons, and just, you know, she could do no wrong, and then all of a sudden, it's like, Willow, what are you doing? You're a different you know, person it's to more me. Real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's I don't know I've, I think I've grown up a lot as a uh, media partaker <laughs> hmm. you're probably not so, alone I mean a lot of this probably happened back when it was airing itself but yeah this and you know this is um whenever there's a list of greatest TV shows of all time Buffy's gonna be there oh yeah, yeah. people scoff that haven't seen it but I always yeah. did. This is why. And mm -hmm. this is one of the good ones. It really is. It deserves to be on those lists. It really changed things. It really did some awesome things. And there's awesome character development. Yeah. There really is. There, It has some of the best character development. And just storytelling. It, it's great. Mm-hmm. And great callbacks, and just fun episodes, and there's smart, smart writing. writing. <laughs> hey, there is so much good TV out there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Starting much. To find it. <clears throat> and you know, happy endings are great, but like that, I don't know, real stories and and the way people really act is even more interesting yeah mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know happy like, endings are great for the disney movies <laughs> which i love <laughs> um sure they have their place absolutely yeah, you yeah. know but yeah but finding you know going on journeys with these characters it's just been just kind of mind-blowing you know they can take your favorite character and bring them up and down and back and forth and yep. you're like, I don't know anymore <laughs> about you. It is. It's a fun ride when you're, when you're on a ride where it's like, Oh, I, you know, cause I was all about Willow too, you know? So oh, she was in adorable. the very, you yeah. know, Emily said from the first episode or so that she's got a very, what was it? Oh. A, conflicting complicated or a complicated relationship with willow and i was just like how could that be <laughs> yeah. you know better <laughs> so i know i know he wears chunky sweaters and oh and her first hats. you know the romance with oz at the beginning and stuff with oz it's and just, stuff that mm -hmm. was just adorable and you know so willow grows up now i, I see you know but but at for first, Delia. I was like, what? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, Cordelia, man, her journey is crazy. Yeah. You know, those Red Room guys, I think it was them, they did like a top 50 TV characters of all time, and Cordelia was like, I think, in their top 10. That doesn't surprise me. I think uh, Wesley was too. Yeah, doesn't surprise me at all, for sure. I bet Wesley's in my top 10. And I started panicking. I was yeah. like, don't say anything, don't say, you know. And they, they were good. They didn't, they weren't spoilery at all. <laughs> but I started like, hey, do I turn this off? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, okay. Um, trying to remember Sue's predictions for how we're going to end season six. Well, I do have a note that says, I don't think Andrew was talking about the orbs. <laughs> so I don't know what he said. <laughs> oh, I My next note is, Andrew is not straight. <laughs> <laughs> He's been ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, and then like my final notes on this one are, holy crap, Buffy has super healing powers. But I don't think Tara's going to live. <laughs> yeah. And then I have, what is Willow going to do? And I put, lesbian revenge witch? Is that another 80s sitcom? <laughs> <laughs> Comes on right after single vampire dad. After, right after single vampire dad, we have lesbian revenge witch. Oh, man. And then I have, a Spike going to Mexico or something to get that chip taken out? <laughs> <laughs> So my predictions from when you gave me the titles, right? Ah, uh, yes. Okay, titles for B. We have villains. <laughs> Two to go. And grave. Rave. Grave. Grave. Don don don. Bah. <laughs> um villains so we're gonna have like three plus villains <laughs> i know i remember i was saying i was like hey villains plural <laughs> so it's gonna be warren spike and willow and i don't know anybody else they could just pull somebody out of the hat and somebody else could come up and be a villain too there's always um, that <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just like introduce a new villain three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, two to go is they still have two villains to take care of. As in one down. As in one down, two to go, and uh, then graves is they've killed the last villain. <laughs> oh, is that Spike? Or, well, maybe. I mean, I honestly thought he was going to be suicidal. Um, that scene with Clem, I thought was just awkward because here he is reflecting on this awful thing that he's just done or tried to do. I mean, it was awful that he tried to do it. And... Clem's just here, like, making jokes. Got chicken wings. <laughs> Got chicken wings. Night Rider. <laughs> <laughs> and Sp 
Spike's all having these flashbacks. I thought he was honestly going to be suicidal. And so I don't see it ending well for Spike from this point forward. I don't see him redeeming himself. Um, and I don't think Buffy would kill him. Um, but I, but he earns a place back in my mama bear bed. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. I did predict when we recorded last, the one that got lost, somehow we got talking about like the series and like season seven final. And I said, it's either going to end with Spike killing Buffy or Buffy killing Spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're pretty firm on Spike being the big bad for season seven, and so that'd yeah. be a big showdown. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Spike could you know just disappear for the rest of the season. Um, I don't see. I mean, I. I guess I don't see Buffy living past the end of the series. Um, Because what do you do? Like, she just goes off and has a normal life. She's going to get her rest one way or another. (laughs) (laughs) She settles down in suburbia and has a kid. Yeah, I don't don't see that either. Um, And yeah, if, if Buffy's not alive, especially at this point, I don't see Spike being alive. It's going to end, the series is going to end with Buffy waking up in a bed with Angel next to her and she's going to be like, I had the weirdest dream. (laughs) (laughs) Total new heart ending. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I didn't have any predictions about villains in Grave. But next to two to go, I have written down Jonathan and Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) Could be. Yeah, I don't think we've seen the last of the trio. I wonder. I wonder, too. (laughs) (laughs) Sue's like, oh, knowing now. No. (laughs) B and I are both smart enough. Neither of us predicted that would be the last we saw the trio. Right. They oh, would no. just end no, no, it that no. way. There needs to be some sort of redemption or something. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I mean, Jonathan just, um, you know, saved Buffy's butt. and uh... Right. And Willow's probably not too happy with Warren. <laughs> <laughs> Judging from the giant black flashing eyes, I'd say... <laughs> He might. Floaty Willow with the knives again. (laughs) (laughs) And bend them. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, well, I guess you'll see. Gonna have to watch these tomorrow. (laughs) Yes, you will. Yep. I will say, try and find a time where you can just block all three of them. They're that's what I was just you, gonna you're say. not gonna want to stop. Try and find like a two and a half hour window <laughs> where you can just boom, boom, boom. Because yeah, 
tomorrow night. There's no stopping once you start these. <laughs> nope. I was totally willing to just call in sick for work and oh, let's get on it. Oh, man. But, B, thank you so much for joining us on this because that... Yeah, that saved this. It totally did. That's what we got to do when... So you you need to be on call. <laughs> and I don't I don't think we lost much except for the Nell Carter story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, join us next time. Next podcast will be Buffy again. We're just finishing out the series, so we'll be finishing up season six. Yeah. Probably talk about season six in general just a little. And then moving on. We'll finish up Angel. We need to fit in like a Bates Motel something too. <laughs> like watch Psycho 4. Yeah, we totally do. Yep. So we'll, we'll do it in between seasons. We've done that before. Yep. So yeah, if you want to send us feedback, it's uh, suewatchesbuffy at gmail.com. Yeah, you can join our Facebook pages. Yes, Mother or Sue Watches Buffy. Or both. A lot of people yep. join both. Yep. All right. So, yeah. Well, thanks again, B. Yeah, yeah thanks, B. That was awesome. All right. Well, sorry we kept you up so late, B. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you guys. All right. Talk to you later. Right. Bye. Bye. When you were here before Couldn't look you in the eye Just like an angel Your skin makes me cry Float like a feather In a beautiful I was special You're so very special And I'm a creep I'm a widow What the hell am I doing I want a perfect body I want a perfect soul I watch it and notice When I'm not around You're so very special I wish I was special But I'm a creep
Whatever makes you happy Whatever you want You're so very special Are you hearing the buzzing noise, Em? Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, Except I, buzz. I really didn't hear it almost at all in the recording of the 10 minutes I had of it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So that, I'm just not worrying about it much tonight. Okay. I just wonder if it, if there's just something in our garage, one of Camp's tools or something that's just... Well, that's possible. We had something like that happen. Like creating some sort of weird, you know. Yeah, I had that happen once. Well. No, oh well. Not much I can do about it. So. Since we started talking about it, it got louder. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Are you here at 2B? Yeah. See, I don't hear it at all. It's because it's your thing. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Well, I'm not unplugging my headset because that's yeah. what made mine my recording stop last time. Which doesn't make any sense. Nope, but I listened to it because I was like, where did it drop off? And you say, why don't you unplug your headset and try a different USB? And I say, okay, and you hear me unplug it, and then I never come back. Huh. <laughs> oh, my word. That just really should never, it shouldn't have anything to do with the recording. Well, I remember it happened one time before, too. You had to call me back because we were trying that. But it it dropped you off of Skype that time? Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. All right. You read Chat's script, and then I'll do Harold and you do Val. Is that how we're going to do it? Sure. Okay. Took it out! <laughs> <laughs> Scared of me. <laughs> Mess back. I should make it a goal to scare you every time you guys podcast. <laughs> well, now you're looking for it, though. So yep. Won't work. Well, have a good night! <laughs> I gotta clean the freaking kitchen now! <laughs> You're a nice person. Because I love my stupid wife. <laughs> Who likes Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. All right. Talk amongst yourselves. We'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what, I think
think Eleanor's on our bed still, and she's awake, and I just hear these little whoops of joy and things, and Rob's sleeping next to her, so I'm going to go move her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before she wakes him up. <laughs> Are you excited to watch the next three? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. I know, it's hard talking about these two with... Now that I've seen the next three. I bet. I bet you're just like, bite my tongue, bite my tongue, bite my tongue. Totally. Uh, totally. Yeah, I, crap goes down. Oh, man. I kept texting him. I was like, do you want to record tonight? <laughs> and like you did, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she had texted me the next morning. I think this is this is before we knew that we didn't have the recordings let's see she, she says oh <laughs> yeah anyway be my text to m says totally so glad i had no idea just finished up watching can we record now i can take a sick day from work <laughs> <laughs> that was a, like 11 o'clock in the morning the other day it's <laughs> like we can just record now i can call in <laughs> i've got sick days i gotta use before the end of the year <laughs> <laughs> I was just asking B if she's excited to watch oh. the next three, and how how hard and weird it is to like talk about these without going into them sometimes. Yeah. Well, welcome to my world. Really? <laughs> 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 like, that's all I do. <laughs> I mean, it's no friends. But... Like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is no Ross and Rachel relationship, but <laughs> I mean, Spike and Buffy coming close. <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> I've seen Speaking friends of... front to back. Speaking yeah. of friends, am I? You know how when you're on Facebook, it has like these suggested posts and it's like, you know, 15 celebrities without makeup on and stuff, right. you know, just <laughs> stupid stuff like that. One of them I saw, I think it was just today. It was like 17 characters that ruined shows or something. And the, the picture was of David Schwimmer. <laughs> <laughs> I really went off on him tonight. <laughs> 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 yes <laughs> I stand by it that guy is almost unwatchable <laughs> I heard I think the Red Room guys were saying that on a oh, podcast really? I listened to <laughs> so funny I I used to love him and I just tried to get into friends again recently um, you know just to have on his background noise and like, as they were approaching the whole Ross and Rachel breakup the first time that we were on a break, I was just like, nope, <laughs> cannot do this. <laughs> I, I watched, I think I got into it a little late, but I watched, it was appointment movie, you know, television watching the last couple years. I, I was in. But mm -hmm. you go back and you're like, Ugh. and there's a lot of really gay scare what is that called <laughs> gay phobia 
homophobic. Yeah. It is so homophobic, and it is till the end. Is yeah. it really? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think I noticed that, and it bugged me. It's very... It just people... It, that was funny back then, and it's just... It's weird mm-hmm. now. Hmm. Oh, one thing Matt pointed out is it, like, every time he walks in the room, it's about sex, and, like, I mean, it's not, obviously, it's just his perception, but, you know, I came to realize, like, it really is a show that made a lot of, you know, probably cutting-edge-at-the-time jokes, but just, you know, sort of cheap humor. It's very cheap. Yeah, Yeah. it is. It's... It is what it is. It's it's fine, but yeah. it's it's not Taylor aging well. <laughs> it's just yeah. the end. <laughs> I reflect on my reflection and I ask myself the question. What's the right direction to go? I don't know. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? If I'm a Muppet, then I'm a very manly Muppet. Am I a Muppet? If I'm a man, that makes me a Muppet of a man. A Muppet of a man. I look into these eyes, and I don't recognize the one I see inside. It's time for me to decide, am I a the Mel Carter story at the end. Maybe someday. It's a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
<laughs> sure. Okay. So. Do you know who Nail Carter is? No. Okay. She was like a actress in like a eighties sitcom. Give me a break. Right, Em? Give me a break. And she was a pretty heavy set woman. And when Amy and Scott were living in outside of Oakland when he was going to physical therapy school. I think we all went down there for Thanksgiving. I don't remember. We went and visited him a few times. I know. Or it could have just been me. I know I was there. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to fly down there. That was back when Southwest had like $40 That's flights. Right. Yeah. I went like three or four <laughs> times a year. But um, anyway, so I know it was around the holidays because we were sitting around watching a Kathy Gifford, <laughs> Kathy Lee Gifford Christmas variety show that was just awful because Kathy the Gifford is just an awful, awful, awful actor. <laughs> anyway, No Carter was on this show and she was singing and she was pretty heavy set and she's just sweating. I mean, you can just see sweat just pouring down her face and she's got on this big moo-moo oh, and Scott goes, man, I bet it stinks under that dress. <laughs> just all watching that and he just says it (laughs) so random it was so funny (laughs) so what his brain would do (laughs) so when Jonathan was in that (laughs) demon suit (laughs) it just totally reminded me Man, I bet it stinks under that dress. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone sweat so badly oh. <laughs> on TV like that. <laughs> and what's sad is I think she passed away not long after oh. that. Oh, no. Like, <laughs> so she was probably having some problems. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, boy. So that's the Nell Carter stinky dress story. <laughs> that's funny. Man, I bet it stinks <laughs> under that dress. <laughs> Such a Scott thing to say. <laughs> Such a Scott thing. Oh, funny. So, all right. 